0: Amen. Well, thank you once again for gathering to the property this morning. I was glad when they said unto me, Let's go to the house of the Lord. It's just an honor to be able to continue to meet in this way. Thank you, church. If you have your Bibles, open up to the book of Genesis, chapter 3. Genesis 3, beginning of verse 1. Now, the serpent was more cunning. Than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not. You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said, where are you? So he said... I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me. And I ate. This past week, in conversation with my youngest son, we were talking about Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve in the garden and how they were naked and in need of clothing. And Hendrick stated they disobeyed Jesus. And my response that's why they had to put on clothes. You see, before the fall of man, everything was right. Before the fall of man, we had no need for garments. We were clothed in the presence of the Lord, clothed in the perfection of creation. Verses 6 and 7, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate And she gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. God said, do not eat of it. Don't even touch it. They proceeded, and so they realized their state, and they moved to cover themselves up. And when they hear the Lord walking in the garden, they, they hide. And then the Lord calls to Adam, and Adam responds to the Lord, verses 10 and 11. I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? things pleasant to the eye, things desirable to make one wise, and the Bible says that they ate, and then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew their nakedness, and so what did they seek to do with this new revelation and realization of their now present state? They They tried to cover themselves. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings, and so the great cover-up of humanity begins, trying to cover up. The coverings we sew for ourselves, our attempt to cover up will never suffice. And will never find acceptance in the eyes of the Lord. In fact, even if they appear righteous, they are as filthy rags. Our attempt at covering up will never heal our condition. What is the first garment we need? So to clothe ourselves, to cover up our sinful, disobedient, rebellious frame. What garment brings healing? Verse 21 in the New King James Version, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. This here is a foreshadow, was a foreshadow of the garment that we truly needed, and that is the garment of salvation. The Lord's provision then, looking to the provision on Calvary, we need the garments made by the Lord, garments fashioned by him. We need to be clothed by him. Jesus Christ is the answer. He is our covering. He is our healing. He is our redemption, our freedom. He is the provision of God for salvation. He is the sacrifice. He is the Tunic of skin. Romans 13, 14 in the New King James Version, put on the Lord Jesus. J.B. Phillips New Testament, let us be Christ's men, women, from head to foot and give no chances for the flesh to have its fling. The garment of salvation, Adam and Eve sought to cover themselves up and so. And so the great cover-up of humanity begins. But the Lord knew that they needed another garment. And so he provided the garment of salvation. Isaiah 61, verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. The Passion Translation reads, I will sing and greatly rejoice in Yahweh. My whole being vibrates with shouts of joy in my God, for he has dressed me with salvation and wrapped me in the robe of his righteousness." The garment of salvation, the first garment we need, the garment that brings healing. This garment of salvation is the garment we need so that we are welcomed at the marriage of the Lamb. Matthew 22, verses 1 to 14, and Jesus answered and spoke to them again in parables and said, the kingdom of heaven. Is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. Sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, "Tell those, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding." But they made light of it and went their ways. One to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who are being invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways. And as many as you find, invite them to the wedding, those whose servants went out. So his servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests, but when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away. And cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Thank the Lord today for the garment of salvation. His provision, His provision in Jesus Christ, His Son. And so here we are. Saved believers, clothed in the garment of salvation. What a miracle and what a wonder. Charles Spurgeon said, If we have need to lament our sin, how much more to rejoice at our pardon. Here we are, set free, delivered, clothed in the garment of salvation. What a miracle and what a wonder. As believers, as Christians, Living in this world, are there any garments, any other garments we need to clothe ourselves in? Let me ask you this today. How often do you feel a spirit of heaviness coming after you? Daily? Weekly? Monthly? How often do you feel a spirit of heaviness coming after you, trying to clothe you and cloak you, trying to get the best of you and arrest you and possess you? There's good news today. There is a cure, and this church knows this well. Isaiah 61, verse 3, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The Voice Bible reads, to wrap them in victory, joy, and praise, instead of depression and sadness. Now, I'd like to suggest to the church today that the garment of praise is daily wear. There are some items of clothing we put on daily. There are some accessories we adorn ourselves with daily, and the truth is, we need to put on this garment, the garment of praise, every day. An apple a day keeps the doctor away, so it said. Praise each day keeps heaviness away, depression away, sadness away. Not convinced of the prescription? God is not a man that he should lie. How often are we putting on the garment of praise? We hear about this garment to counteract the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. But I wonder today, for how many is it a last resort or only ever a remedy? I believe the spirit of the Lord would have us put it on even when there is no heaviness, depression, and sadness. Why? Why? so that we build up a shield of protection, an armor of praise. Psalm 145, verses 2 to 4 in the NLT, I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Wear this garment every day, even when there is no heaviness, when there is no depression or sadness, even when there is days of joy and days of peace, put on the garment of praise because the spirit of heaviness will come. And seek to clothe us and cloak us and arrest us and possess us, to wrap itself tightly around us and... Squeeze the life out of us. And so the word of the Lord is true. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What else do we need to always be clothed in? My, how we need the armor of God. Garments of armor. Accessories. Listen to Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18 in the Amplified Bible. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Is that a word to you today? Draw your strength from him. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger and having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity or righteousness. The a moral rectitude and right standing with God and having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, and the readiness produced by the good news. The good news of the gospel of peace. Lift up over all. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles Of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword that the Spirit wields, which is the Word of God. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. Ask today which pieces of the armor do we need? Which pieces of the armor do you need? Which which garments of armor do we need as the people of God? And the answer is all the pieces. Verse 11 in the New King James Version, put on the whole armor of God. Why? Verse 11, that you may be able to stand That you may be able to stand against the wiles, that is, the schemings of the devil. The Passion Translation reads, put on God's complete set of armor provided for us. So that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. God gave us a complete set of armor for a reason. Not that we just pick and choose which pieces we'd like to put on. He had it in mind and has it in mind that we would put on the whole armor. Verse 13 in the Passion Translation, you must wear all the armor that God provides. Why, church? So you're protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Hear the word of the Lord today. You must wear all the armor that God provides. So you're protected as you confront the slander. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. The Lord had it in mind that we put on the whole armor so that no part is unarmed. Gird your waist with truth. Verse 14, again from the Passion Translation, it reads, Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. I want to ask today, what truth are we putting on? Fastening around us, fastening and tightening around us each day the Lord would exhort His people that they would fasten and tighten His truth around them each day. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. The belt of truth will strengthen us to stand in triumph. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 14, put on holiness The breastplate of righteousness says the protective armor that covers your heart. We need to cover our hearts. We need to guard our hearts, as the Bible says. Why do we need to cover our hearts and guard our hearts? Put on this protective armor that covers our hearts because our hearts affect all we are. From there flows the wellspring of life. The Bible says, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 15, stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. Standing in peace. The peace of Christ. The peace that transcends all human understanding. The peace that surpasses all all human understanding and worldly understanding, peace to be witnessed and shared. Take the shield of faith. Verse 16, in every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. In every battle, take the shield of faith. In every battle, lift up the shield of faith. I wonder if, if that's the case concerning us, that in every battle, we're taking the shield of faith, lifting above all the shield of faith. Don't let faith down. Don't let faith fall. Don't put faith down. Don't set faith aside. Take it as your shield. The Bible says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Verses 17 and 18, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Our minds need protecting. We need to guard our minds from the lies of the enemy I wonder how often the enemy comes after your mind and how often he comes after my mind daily, weekly, monthly, hourly. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Used in close combat. And I wonder, is there anyone engaged in close combat right now? And the advice of the Lord, the advice of the spirit would be that we take that mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Use the word of God and wield the word of God. And yes, verse 18, pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. We need to be a people, the people of God, that continue to pray passionately in the Spirit, constantly interceding in every form of prayer. Not sometimes, not here, Or there, but as the word says at all times. And pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. In this present world, we can't go one day without the belt of truth. In this present world, we can't go one day without the breastplate of righteousness. Not one day without the shoes of peace. Not one day without the shield of faith, lifting high above all the shield of faith. Not one day without the helmet of salvation guarding our thought life. Not one day without the sword of the Spirit. And every day we need to pray passionately in the Spirit. Constant intercession. Garments of armor. These garments fashioned by the Lord, provided by the Lord, the ones we've looked at today, the garment of salvation, the garment of praise, and the garments of armor, the armor of God put on the complete armor, the whole armor. These garments fashioned by the Lord and provided by the Lord. We have a responsibility to keep them. You say, what do you mean, keep them? Listen to Ecclesiastes 9, verse 8. Let your garments always be white. You say, what does that mean? Revelation 16, verse 15. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And what of Jude 23? It says, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. And so I hear the Spirit of the Lord exhorting the people, encouraging the people, charging the people, do not let your garments be defiled. The garment of salvation, the garment of praise, and the garments of armor. We have to keep them, as the Bible says. We have to keep them undefiled. Can have the worship team return today. There is a warning I hear in Scripture, and I want to share this today. It's found in Leviticus chapter nineteen, verse nineteen. You shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your livestock breed with another kind. You shall not sow your field with mixed seed, nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. The Boyce Bible reads, honor my decrees. Do not breed two different species. Do not plant two different sorts of seed in your fields. Do not wear clothing made from two different kinds of material. Prophetically speaking today, I hear the Holy Ghost speaking to the people of God, to the church. Do not wear clothing made from two different kinds of material. What does this speak of today? It speaks of a mixture, a mixture of the holy and the unholy, a mixture of the pure and impure. God never had it in mind that we would wear a mixed garment. A mixed garment does not find acceptance in the eyes of the Lord. Ezekiel 22 verse 26, they have not distinguished between the holy and unholy, nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean. Ezekiel 44 verse 23, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the unholy, and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. A mixed garment clothing made from two different kinds of material you know the enemy would love to hand us a mixed garment the enemy would love to have us fashion a mixed garment and the enemy would love to have us clothe ourselves in a mixed garment mixed armor That would be his heart, that we get wrapped up in that kind of living. I feel to share a quote today. A.W. Toz, said this, Christianity has been watered down until the solution is so weak that if it were poison, it would not hurt anyone. And if it were medicine, it would not cure anyone. We have to keep our garments undefiled, undefiled. That's the word of the Lord today. Do not mix the holy and the unholy, the pure and the impure. We live in a fallen world and we are fighting many things, facing many things. Many seasons, many battles, good times and bad times. We live in a fallen world, a world full of ups and downs. We live in this fallen world and we understand that we fight things. In this world, We are fighting heaviness. Again, I ask the question how often do you feel? How often do you feel a spirit of heaviness trying to clothe you and cloak you? For your family, your home, daily, weekly, monthly? Perhaps now more than ever, that's the reality you're facing. We live in a fallen world and we are fighting heaviness. We are fighting the strategies and deceits of the devil. Yes, we're fighting physical opponents too and the list goes on. This church is why we need to put clothes on. This is why we need to clothe ourselves as the Lord has called us to clothe ourselves. Clothed in the garment of salvation. Do you know Jesus today? Today, clothe yourself in Christ. Receive the garment of salvation. So began the great cover-up of humanity, and perhaps that's you today. Seeking to cover, cover up your nakedness, your shame. to cover it up with what appears, perhaps to even be righteous, but as the word says, even our righteousness is as filthy rags. We need the garment of salvation to heal our condition. Are we putting on praise each day? Perhaps this comes as a reminder maybe that we are putting on praise each day but i wonder if there are any here today or any hearing hearing this message and for you the garment of praise has been a last resort you've only ever viewed it as a remedy when you feel the spirit of heaviness you remember the garment of praise I'd like to encourage you today to build up, to build up that shield, to build up that protection each day, even, even if you wake tomorrow and you don't face heaviness or the spirit of depression trying to clothe you and cloak you, praise the Lord every day, each day and build up, build up that protection. Have you been putting on the garments of armor, the complete armor of the Lord? Perhaps there's an item you've been neglecting. And you know right now, by the Spirit of the Lord working in your heart, you know what item that is. Is it the helmet of salvation? Is it that helmet to protect your mind, your thoughts? Have you let your faith down? That shield of faith we are to lift above all. We live in a fallen world, and this, this is why we need to put clothes on, put these garments on. Let's pray today. Lord, we thank you for your provision. Lord, we thank you right where we are right now for the garment of salvation that heals our condition. We thank you for your provision on Calvary, Lord. Jesus Christ, our deliverer. Jesus Christ, our freedom. Our salvation, our hope, our deliverance, our reconciliation. Jesus Christ, that tunic of skin to cover, to heal our condition Lord we thank you today for the garment of praise for the cure that we know well and Lord if it's a cure that we just heard about today I pray that we would take the prescription Lord for you are not a man that you should lie but your word is true and if we would put on the garment of praise every day Lord Be fully equipped to battle that heaviness, that spirit of heaviness that would like to come and clothe us. There would be no room for that spirit, Lord. For we are those that wear the garment of praise, and I pray, Lord, that we would each day, we would each day rise and put on the whole armor of God. We would examine ourselves daily. Lord, we'd keep ourselves in check knowing that we need each piece of the armor. I pray that we would not be ignorant in this area and think that we can live this life, live in this fallen world without need, without need of this armor. Lord, we trust your word and we thank you for the provision today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just begin to lift up this song. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing, great are you, Lord. If you need to clothe yourself in these moments, right where you are, just ask the Lord. Lord, I wanna be clothed in the garment of salvation. His provision is here today. Lord, I clothe myself in the garment of praise, and that's what we're gonna do right now. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, depression, sadness, that despondency. Drive it away in the name of Jesus. Lord, we put on the armor. We thank you, Lord, for your provision today. Thank you, Lord.